Perik Bey's Mishnah Mishnah presents another couple of cases in which the supermigo of a Pesha Asr, who a Pesha Hitir, is operative. First case is we have Haisha Sha'amra Isha's Ish Haisi Ugarusha Ani. A woman who, as far as we know, is a single woman, we have no reason to believe she's married, comes forward and says, I was at one point married, but my husband then divorced me. Now, this issue of her marital status is Dover Shabbat Erva. This is a very weighty issue. Is she a married woman or not? It bears on the grave question of whether if she would have a relationship with a different man, would that be adultery? Which is, of course, a capital offense. So normally to establish a matter in Besdin, we would require two witnesses to testify about it. But in this case, Nemenes, she is believed she herself, the wife herself, says, I got divorced. We believe her claim. Why? She has a Pesha Asr here. The mouth that forbids is the mouth that permits, meaning we have to accept the entire statement. That is, since the only basis we have for considering her a married woman is the fact that she told us that she was, we therefore are compelled to believe the entire statement the second part of the statement, too, in which she says, when I got divorced, I'm no longer a married woman. However, the Mishnah says, If witnesses had testified, this is a married woman, and she claims, I got divorced, even though she produces no divorce documents or witnesses to that effect, halacha is, for sure, ain't in a She's not believed. No, this is a davr shebeirva. We have established through witnesses that she's a married woman. So as far as Bezin is concerned, she's a fully married woman. The only way that status will change is if we have a clear proof that a divorce occurred, such as a verified get, or two witnesses who say we were present at the divorce. Another case of a Pesha Asar, and this too pertains to a woman's ritual status. In the case here concerns the situation of a Shavuya, a woman who is captured by Gentiles. Now, should that happen, the Rabbanan decreed that we assume she was violated by at least one of her captors. And thus, based on that assumption, in practice, she must be considered forbidden to the Kohanim. She can't marry a Kohen. For if a Jewish woman has a relationship with a man she's forbidden to, such as a Gentile man, she becomes forbidden to the Kohuna. The case here is as follows. Umra Nishbesa. A woman comes and tells us, I was captured. We had no inkling of that. She told us I was captured. She then adds, Utahorani, but nothing happened. I was not molested by any of my captors. I didn't become forbidden to the kahuna. Allah is Nemenes, she's believed, Shapesha Asr, Huapesha Hitir. Because of the principle of Pesha Asar, that once again, we only gathered that she got captured from her statement. Thus, if the same statement continues with the testimony that the fact that was captured, means nothing in terms of creating any forbidden status, nothing happened, then we believe that, we have to believe that part too, therefore she will not be forbidden to a coin in this case. But just like in the previous case, if witnesses had testified she was captured, she claims nothing happened, I remained pure, here too is, ain't a menace, she's not believed, because the Rabbanan did make a decree saying, that if it's known a woman was captured by Gentiles, there's an assumption that an illicit relationship occurred, and therefore she is forbidden to marry a Kohen. And she does not have a Pesha Asr argument in this case, because she was not the one who supplied 
the information that she was captured. The witnesses told us that. The mission now draws the following distinction. Let's say the case started out the way it was described initially. That she was the one who told us I was captured. She said, Nishbezi utaroni, but nothing happened. I'm still permitted to a coin. So, as we said above, she's a Peshawasa there, we believe her. So, Bezdin rules, okay, you may marry a Kohen. The Mishnah says, says If she already got married to a Kohen, or even if it's at the point where Bezdin already gave her the permit, they said, you may marry a Kohen. Then witnesses came in and said, she was captured. So, at this point, we know she was captured independent of her admission. Allah is, nevertheless, Rezu Lotetse. The Bezdin does not retract the lenient ruling that they gave her. She may still marry a Kohen because they already ruled for her. It's permitted you can marry a Kohen. The fact that you know now at this point, at this stage, she loses her Pesha Asar credibility is not a basis to yank back that lenient ruling. Now, we wouldn't draw this distinction in the context of the Mishnah's first case of a woman who told us I was once married and then I got divorced. There the Allah is that even if we already permitted her to remarry, I and mean, even if she already got remarried, if at any point witnesses came in and told us she used to be married, and the witnesses know nothing about any divorce, there it would undo the original lenient ruling. She would have to leave her new husband. The difference is that in that case you're dealing with a clear-cut biblical prohibition. of uh, If she is a married woman, then we're dealing, of course, with a serious biblical prohibition as opposed to the second case of the Mishnah of Eshavuya, where we're at no point dealing with actual testimony saying that she was violated by a non-Jew. Rather, the whole thing is a rabbinic decree, meaning if we know she was in captivity with non-Jews, there's a rabbinic decree that says we have to assume, you know, be stringent, and assume she was violated, assume she became forbidden to a calling. Being that the whole thing is a rabbinic decree, there's more room for leniency in the sense that once we already issued the permit, we said, okay, you can marry a Kohen, because you know, thus far we don't have witnesses saying that you got captured, it's only you told us, Allah is, even if later witnesses come, we don't now take the lenient ruling back.